is the Hammer Down Racing Report. Welcome, hey. racing. We're here. Yeah. Today, uh, Welcome, race fans. Welcome, race fans. Uh, live from the Hammer Down Racing Report home studio. This is the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, October 8th. Show number 151. And uh, we, put, uh, we put our video thing here. So we're actually coming at you live once again for the first time since we were in uh, the actual Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Uh, at the uh, iHeartRadio building downtown on Facebook, YouTube, and back on Twitter Periscope. So streaming back on three platforms and uh, figuring things out as we go. So it could be a train wreck. I don't know. Hopefully we'll get it. <laughs> Got Hammer with you, Jerry Keezer, Ron Miller, uh, back with you tonight on the show. We'll uh, talk to um, the uh, Arca Menard Series Springfield Dirt Mile winner, Ryan Unzicker, also dirt late model racer and uh, doing some modified racing as well. And uh, he should be joining us anytime now, hopefully. Scott? Yes, sir. Is he aware that there's an hour time difference? Yes, he is. Okay. He, had some other, he had some other things uh, going on. He had some other radio uh, interviews. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be waiting till another Til hour. Yeah. Special yeah. extended edition. <laughs> no, we're not, not that not that that would be uncharted territory yeah so got, uh got a yeah feeling we might have it happen again here uh come end of this month I why hope. is that jerry well october 29th we bring on don bounce rider longtime sprint car owner and his very good friend and longtime espn commentator dr jerry punch to be with us here on the Hammerdown race report Looking forward to that. Jerry, my wife's in Florida, and uh, she was watching our, our show last week, and uh, right after the show was over, she said, are you guys really having the Jerry Punch? I said, you betcha, baby, the Jerry Punch. The Jerry Punch. It's just That's a, cool. a Jerry Punch, just one of them. Just one of them, but it, it's one that everyone should probably at least recognize his voice. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh <laughs> Let's click that little guy there. Hey, make sure uh, to support our sponsors. Uh, they support us Yeah, down there at the bottom uh, each and every week, making this possible uh, <laughs> so we can do this from uh, from home. Originally, when this whole uh, shutdown started, we were just going to put the, the the show on the shelf for, for a while so we could get back in the studio. Good thing we didn't because... I, I'm glad we didn't, Scott. This, still is, be this has been okay. Not bad, yeah. I mean, we can have guests, and they don't actually have to come right into the Ron Miller race car studio now, and we can still see them for the most part. Speaking yeah, of... That was the only thing that kept me from the studio before, just the drive, because you know, every, wouldn't timing wouldn't work out because of having to drive up there, so getting to do it this way works out really good for me. Uh, speaking of former guests, Corey McCoy had a pretty good uh, weekend, which we'll talk about here in a minute. And uh, I see you're sporting some uh, a new uh, T-shirt there, Ron. I really am. You know, the, the chassis builder of the 911 truck uh, finally gets some recognition. <laughs> Show us the back. Here. Turn around. Yeah, Let's see the modeling. Let's see it. There you go. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and uh, someone tells me that you're going to be driving that truck this weekend, right? If it survives Friday night, I guess I'm supposed to be in it Saturday. Well, good luck. Fremont, uh, Fremont and we'll talk about it later, has a two-day show this weekend. Yeah, Coming up uh, later on, we have uh, Ryan Weekman's weekend weather pit stop, which is looking pretty good. Uh, we're going to tell you where Maddie D is going to end up in NASCAR in 2021. That was just announced earlier today. Also, uh, the first Hammerdown hotline, well, the second 
technically. For uh, last week didn't really count, so I guess wow. this one would be the first. Um, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on uh, your favorite pl- podcasting platform. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google. Those are the big ones that uh, I was actually looking at some numbers. Those seem to be the uh, the biggest ones where people are checking us out on. So, um. I'm going to go find uh, Mr. Unzicker here because we're going to get him on here in just a minute. In the meantime, how about we uh, skip ahead to that uh, racing roundup, uh, Mr. Mr. Keezer? Sounds good. Let's move into tonight's racing roundup. Starting from last weekend, Toledo Speedway washed out the Raleigh Beale Classic due to rain on Sunday. Uh, Toledo Speedway now done for the season, hoping... All the restrictions get lifted for next year when we get back to a regular season there and up at Flat Rock. Fremont Speedway was in action with DJ Foose and Nate Dussel entering championship night tied atop the 410 point standings. Despite Foose winning the feature event, Dussel's qualifying effort, heat rate finish, and second place finish in the feature earned him the 410 sprint track championship by one point. Steve Rando dominated the 305 sprint feature feature for his first win of the season. Paul Weaver finished second, which secured his third track championship. Corey McCoy won his fifth dirt truck feature of the year. Ron's guy. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Where was I at? Sean Valenti finished second, and he earned his third third dirt truck track championship. Sean having another very good year. Here's a guy who's been in just about everything that can be raced and done well at it. Those those two guys totally dominated this uh, this season, too. Uh, Sean uh, was more consistent, uh, winning four features. Corey, a little flashier, won five features, but uh, had a couple of uh, nights where he struggled. So hats off to both of those guys. Great season. Great job to both of them. Yeah, tremendous season at Fremont. Uh, looks like they're all wrapped up with the points. Still got some action debt to go there, though, this weekend. We'll talk about that later. At Sandusky Speedway, it was the Budweiser Cavalcade weekend. Dylan Napier won the Renegades feature on Saturday night. J.D. Lawson was the pure stock winner. And Chris Hamilton took the checkered flag in the street stocks. Sunday's action was postponed due to the rain. They'll run that on uh, Sunday, October 18th. See, the World of Outlaw Morton Building late models were in action with Brandon Overton earning his second World of Outlaw triumph at Cherokee Speedway in the 10,000 to win Mike Duval Memorial on Friday night. Chris Madden back to victory lane after a short dry spell there after leaving Bloomquist Racing, now with his own team. And this is only his second start with his newly badged team. Uh, next up for the Outlaws will be the Hoosier Dutch easy for me to say, who's your dirt shootout at Kokomo <laughs> Speedway on Friday, October 23rd and Saturday 24th. And then they'll be at Federated Auto Parts Speedway at I-55 after that. The Lucas Oil Late Model Series were in action with Ricky Thornton Jr. picking up his first Lucas Oil Late Model win at the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in the 32nd Annual Pittsburgh 100 on Saturday uh, for $20,000. Next up for the Lucas Oil Late Models will be the Dixie Shootout at Dixie Speedway in Georgia on this Saturday, and then Rome Speedway on Sunday for the Lucas Oil Rome Showdown. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have read ahead of the notes. These events have actually <laughs> been canceled <laughs> due to Hurricane Delta. Uh, very active tropical storm season, solidly into the uh, Greek We're doing the now. fraternity stuff with the yeah. uh, hurricanes now. Delta, Alpha, Alpha Chi, I don't know. Uh, Delta, Delta, Delta. <laughs> we're Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars are in action with David Gravel leading flag to flag in Friday's prelude to the Champion Oil Racing National Open at Williams Grove Speedway. Uh, everybody's talking about Kyle Larson and how great of a year he's having. David Gravel should not be overlooked. He has had 
a great year as well, picking up some very big wins and continuing to roll pretty good. Yeah, he's been right there. Yep. Donnie Schatz made his way back to victory lane on, on Saturday, though. Uh, Williams Grove pocketing the big 75,000 to win show. Uh, Donnie, that's his sixth national open for Donnie Schatz. Kyle Larson finished second. Uh, next up for the World Outlaw Sprint Car, Sprint Car Series, the Nittany Showdown at Port Royal Speedway on Friday and Saturday, this Friday and Saturday. The Arkham Menard Series was in action with Ryan Unzicker, our guest tonight, leading all but one lap in Sunday's Illinois Truck and Equipment Allen Crow 100 at the Springfield Mile at the Illinois State, State Fairgrounds. All but one lap? Are you sure? He's not sure. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Yes, I guess they said Haley Deegan led a lap, but they're not sure what lap that was. Yeah, because they're saying it was on the restart, which the leader would be the first one to cross the line. Maybe a caution lap. Yeah. No matter what, it was a dominant performance. Great run for Ryan. Uh, Let's see here. Haley Deegan getting her best ARCA finish in second place and the best finishing female in the in the dirt race. So great job for Haley. Uh, Kansas. Next up for the ARCA series will be Kansas Speedway for the season finale on Friday, October 16th on Fox Sports 2 at 10 p.m. In NASCAR, Raphael Lasar was declared the winner of Saturday's Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series Silverado Chevy Silverado 250 at Talladega after the caution flag wave for a wreck on the backstretch. Justin Haley got his third straight Xfinity Series win on at Talladega on uh, Saturday in the Ag Pro 300. Denny Hamlin came out of a top on top of a controversial finish in the Cup Series race on Talladega on Sunday in the third overtime. Hamlin dropped below the double yellow line to pass for the lead, but NASCAR deemed he was forced and penal- penalized our good buddy Matt DiBenedetto, who appeared to have finished a very close second. Next up for NASCAR, the Xfinity and Cup Series are at the Charlotte Roval this weekend with the Xfinity Series driver for the Cure 500 on Saturday. Sorry, 300, and then, uh, sorry, <laughs> my uh, printout's a little bit garbled here. <laughs> I blame the guy uh, said it. Yeah, I'll blame the printer. I should have used a better service. <laughs> and at 3.30 on p.m. on NBC, and the Truck Cup Series on Sunday for the Bank of America Ro- Bank of America Roval 300 at 2.30 p.m. on NBC. Truck Series is off this weekend, but they're back in action at Kansas Speedway for the Clear Harbors 200 on Saturday, October 17th at 4 p.m. on Fox. And finally, the NTT IndyCar Series. Joseph Newgarden earned his first trip to victory lane at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course after Friday's NTT IndyCar Harvest Grand Prix presented by CMR. The doubleheader header race number one on Saturday will power one for the second time this year in the second half of the doubleheader. Next up for IndyCar will be the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg on Sunday, October 25th at 2.30 on NBC. Newgarden and Scott Dixon will battle for the championship at the final race at St. Pete. What would you guys think of uh, that uh, finish at Talladega in the cup race? I mean, I was excited watching Matty D lead the final. I was like, something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. He almost pulled it off. He did. And then there was all that craziness in the final corners there and a couple cars going below the uh, double yellow line. And I, I was kind of disappointed with that double line rule. It, it almost seemed as though NASCAR could have been playing favorites, and, and, and they probably weren't, but it sure appeared that way. There, there needs to be some way... 
that that rule can be enforced consistently. Yeah, judgment calls. Anytime you have to make a judgment call, it makes the series and the you know whoever's running the show look bad because it looks like they're making a choice one way or another based on favoritism. And that's something I've always hated about any racetrack when you have something in place where a judgment call comes into effect. I agree. Jerry, I'm sure you're aware, you know, you, you spent some time at Oakshade Raceway and uh, you stop on the track, you go to the back. And sometimes that seems like a stupid rule, but it eliminates judgment calls. It's it's black and white. Either you stopped yep. or you didn't. Hey, Amen. That's that's one of the best things that, you know, racetrack can do is a set rule and, you know, have a set rule like that and follow it to the T. It, it, as soon as you give somebody their spot back or decide not to do it, it, it ends up causing issues down the, further down the road. Absolutely. I agree with uh, what Dale Jarrett, or Dale Jarrett, Dale, <laughs> Dale Jr. Earnhardt. Yes, that guy uh, said during the broadcast, uh, just get rid of the, the double yellow line rule, which was re- originally implemented to uh, try and cut down on the wrecks. And he's like, you're not going to have any less wrecks because there was just a total wreck fest anyways with the rule. Well, a lot of it was because they had a lot of the grass down the back straightaways and those cars that go into the grass and dig in and you see the big horrible flips like Rusty Wallace has had and like uh, uh, Davey Allison did in, in the early 90s uh, you know they've gone and paved all that to make all that safer so at this point why does it yeah right why do you need that double double yellow line to stop them from going down the only place I guess it would be a big deal is in the trioval yeah yeah I don't know yeah I agree with you but guys, we saw though. we saw cars get forced down there and and they didn't wreck yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Hamlin was way down there, and he made it work. Obviously, he came away with the win. So, I mean, you can make it work. Right. I wouldn't recommend doing it every And you have other tracks life. where they, they dive down to get their car to turn a little better, to use, use the apron to, to make the corner. So, I, it's, it's six how, one how about if you can't go below the double yellow line to improve your position? Except on the last lap. Okay. I think make it legal on the last lap. lap. That's right. Last lap, everything's, I mean, because if the yellow comes out, the race is over anyway. So it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Last lap, anything goes. Junior. Have at it, boys. I remember years ago when uh, Mike Skinner was with, just joining Richard Childress Racing in the Lowe's 31, they were having the, the race over in Japan. And he had won like the first part of it. They were doing like two different legs. And they asked him how it, you know, it would come down if it ended up being him and Dale Earnhardt racing for the win at the end. He says, hell, I'd wreck my own grandma to win a race. That's it. <laughs> so at last lap, it's, yeah, it's, it's all bets are off. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I, from what I've uh, – well, I got some, some news on that coming up a, a little bit later as far as what NASCAR stance is on that uh, double yellow line. Somewhere there wasn't a double yellow line was uh, at uh, Springfield on the dirt this past weekend. Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. And I believe we got Ryan with us now. Try and bring him in there. Can you hear us, Ryan? Hey, welcome yeah, to Hammer Down Motor Hammer Down Racing uh, Report. Congratulations yeah. on your win! That you've run pretty well there, but boy, you were just so dominant this year. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, 
know, or years that we've ran there, we've ran the old car and, uh, you know, it's been a decent car for us, but we kind of knew that we're hungry for a win and, uh, Bill and team, Bill Hendren with team Hendren motorsports, they put together a new car for me this, uh, this year. And, uh, we was all kind of going into it, man. I hope this car is as good as the other one. I think, I think we got a bad connection uh, here, uh, uh, Ryan. Um, is that better? It, yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll okay. try it here. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a little far away. That's sure. all right. So that's wonderful. yeah, as, uh, as Ron said, definitely congratulations. Great run at, uh, at the dirt mile out there. You've been running the, the arc of dirt races for how long now? Uh, well, my very first one was in Oh three which um, I hadn't raced anything but just a dirt street stock. And uh, <laughs> so that was an interesting race, and we had a really good finish. And then uh, then we uh, took a break for a little while. Just uh, Bob Strait was driving the Team Hendren Motorsports um, car, and, you know, I just didn't have the opportunity to be able to drive. And then uh, once uh, Bob was – looking to retire uh bill had asked me to take over so we've been in it for i can't really remember the years but uh probably seven eight eight years so like that so it's been a you've had a few tries at it and uh this was actually your very first arca win on on sunday and i know you it looked like you guys were, were having a good time there after the race um i mean how was this your biggest win of your career Um, I would say so. I mean, we've, we race dirt late models. Um, that's what we normally do. And, uh, we, you know, we've won some 10,000 to win shows and that, and we've got over a hundred dirt late model wins in my career. So, um, you know, we've, we've definitely won some good races in that, but, uh, but to race on the Arkham Menards and to win, uh, I would say that's gotta be the top. You've run a few shows uh, at our home track, Oakshade Raceway, uh, in in Ohio, and uh, you've always looked good there. Yeah, that's one of the tracks that uh, you know I've had some success in. I won a Summer Nationals event over there, and um, come come very close to winning a couple more Summer Nationals events over there. And um, you know we yep. we try very hard at whatever we we get into, and. Um, you know, we just, um, we're just thankful that, you know, or I'm thankful that I got good people behind me. <laughs> so how different is it, uh, driving that, the big heavy Arca stock car from, uh, from the dirt late model? Uh, huge difference. You know, um, a lot of people ask me that question and, um, you know, the Arca cars, uh, yes, we're on dirt, but a lot of times they, they act like the, like we're on asphalt. Uh, when the track gets blackened up and takes a little bit of rubber, um, you know, the cars do get tighter and, um, you know, it really displays an, an asphalt feel. But, uh, you know, from the dirt lay model scene, uh, the suspension travel is probably the, the biggest thing that, you know, um, that I that I notice. And then the second is probably, um, you know, just, you know, you're in a car for almost two hours where I'm in my dirt lame maybe 10 15 minutes possibly I, I remember a few years ago uh bloomquist took, uh got a ride in one of the trucks at uh at eldora and uh, he tried to change the suspension around 
make it more like his uh, his late model and uh, didn't work very well. Yeah, we don't do none of that, you know. Uh, I heard I heard tell that he um, he didn't think he needed the sway bar in the old truck, right. so he unhooked the sway bar. <laughs> Uh, you know, once I heard that, when I was listening to the broadcast, uh, I knew, I knew right then he was going to be in trouble. But um, you know, I don't get involved in the setup a whole lot. Uh, Bill Hendren been doing it for a long, long time, and I just trust uh, him and his team's ability to to put a good car underneath me. So, is there is there anything that you can take from uh, your dirt late model experience and that would translate over into uh, racing on the dirt in one of the ARCA cars? I think I think we may have lost him for a minute. Either he's buffering, thinking, or he's thinking, buffering, buffering. If you if you can still hear us, Ryan, <laughs> I think thank God we got the circle of death. Wait, oh, there we go. You pop back in. You're back now. All right, great, great. So yeah, you know, um, I kind of forget the question now. <laughs> Is there anything any knowledge that you can take from uh, from driving the dirt late model that would translate into uh, yeah. driving the ARCA car in the dirt? Well, I kid around it a little bit. I always say, well, it's got a gas pedal, gas pedal and a steering wheel. So, you know, uh, any good race car driver can step in a seat and uh, wheel something. And they, you know, they can adjust but um it's it's just very for me it's hard to transition so like a lot of people say um you know you're the dirt ringer you're used to dirt and you should be able to jump in there and kick these boys's butt well it's not quite that easy because you know i only get like sunday i only got a half an hour in practice uh, I think I've ran 22 laps or something like that to uh, basically fill out a brand new car and get in a car that uh, I haven't been in to for a year. So uh, very hard to adjust and accommodate, but uh, we made it work. Ryan, watching Sunday's race, um, a lot of the pavement guys were getting the cars a bit sideways where your car was dead straight. And I said, boy, they're going to, they're just, He's not using up his tires. They're not going to catch him. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, a lot of people think when they go on that dirt, they got to kind of counter steer and they got to sling it sideways. And, um, you know, we were earlier in practice because I had to because the track still had a lot of grip in it. Had a lot of the tack from the the early moisture with the water truck. So we kind of really had to um, step sideways a little bit uh, early on, but anytime that you blacken the track up and it, it gets dirty and um, you know, it kind of gets dusty, you can't, uh, you can't step it out sideways. Right. Cause you're just going to burn your tires off. So were you were you worried with uh... my son in the background? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're being photobombed. <laughs> were you, were you worried there with uh, on that last uh, late or the, the overtime restart? I guess uh, with Haley Deegan right behind you because uh, I mean she's kind of got a little bit of a history of bumping people out of the way uh, on the last lap there. What, what was going through your mind on that restart? That last restart. 
Yeah, well, I was really worried about the 20 car because the 20 car had passed the 23 car late in the race, and he had a good charge at me. And, um, you know, he seemed to be really fast at the end. Um, but then on that restart, we, we was able to uh, power ahead of him, and he got in the crash. Looks like he got a little sideways. But um, with Haley starting on the outside of me, all it could have took was one bad shift um, or me get squirrely going into turn one, and she could have overpowered. So, um, you know, we just, uh, for me, I just focused on, you know, not spinning the wheels on the restart and just getting into uh, turns one nice and straight. If I, re- if I remember right, uh, with your late model, you've, you've run Springfield a few times. Um, did, did that help you at all? Uh, I, I've, I've never been on the Springfield mile with the late model. Really? Um, That'd be fast. Yeah. I ran there a couple. There. I ran a couple times uh, back when they were still doing the late model shows, and it's it's fun. Yeah, they uh, they unfortunately don't do that anymore. Um, yeah. I don't even think I was racing at the time they were doing the Springfield Miles. I don't even think I. Um, I, I know I went to watch in the stands, but uh, never participated in with, with the late model. Now you you got the uh, the Mars uh, Racing Series as having their their final races this week, and you're third in points there. Um, what's your chances uh, on getting that? Um, yeah, we was actually. I believe we was leading the points there uh, a few weeks back and we had a DNF um, and that we surrendered the lead, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty pumped for this weekend. It's really good paying races. we got a 5,000 Friday at Peoria, Illinois. We got 15,000 on Saturday with at Fairbury American Legion Speedway, which is my home track. And then another 10,000, uh, Sunday at LaSalle, Illinois. So very excited about the upcoming weekend. Um, we're really hoping that we can put a three-day run together uh, to maybe get those points back. And um, we just learned yesterday that the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Mile Series canceled their events yeah. in Georgia. So a lot of those cars and heavy hitters are going to be uh, chasing the money too. Speaking of all those races in Illinois, Ryan, you became – only the third driver from Illinois to win at Springfield this past weekend. What's it mean for you to put your name on, on that short of a list of, of guys with that long, illustrious uh, race? Uh, really a lot. I mean, uh, that's something that I uh, dreamed of uh, getting that win for Hendren Motorsports. He's been trying for so long. He's had some good, talented drivers in the past drive for him, and they weren't able to get it done for him. Uh, so for me to do it for the Hendren family and everybody involved over there is huge. Um, for my, for myself, uh, just winning an Arkham Menard series event, um, man, it's, um, you know, it has sunk in because I've been able to do radio shows, uh, like this one and talk to a lot of people and there's so many text messages and calls and, uh, people congratulate me. So um it, it's just really awesome honestly it's it's probably it's got to be a highlight for sure it's i've had an awesome week just put it that way any any chance uh you'll be going uh full-time arca racing anytime soon maybe or are you just gonna stick with the no. big stuff yeah we, we we've only run one asphalt race in the arca 
car and that was back in Salem, Illinois or Salem, um, Ohio. Um, other than that, we've only did the two dirt races for Hendred Motorsports. So um, they're just a small team. They got one car, um, you know, one motor. They rent a rear end. They rent a rent rent a transmission and stuff. So um, their team's just not capable. They're just a bunch of. Uh, Old farmers, uh, retired farmers in central Illinois, and uh, they do it to have fun. All right. So, so um, you know, there's there's no chance unless, uh, unless there's some team that says, hey, they want Ryan Unzicker to drive. <laughs> and, um, I just show up and raise. All right. Well, I know you got some other uh, radio uh, shows to do here, but I got one last question for you. Uh, are you going to be at the Gateway Dirt Nationals this year, assuming that they're still happening? Oh, uh, it's buffering. He'll be back. <laughs> can Can you hear me, Ryan? I recognize that little kid in the background, Scott. Yeah, he, you're uh, back. He, oh, okay. Sorry about that. He was in victory lane with, with Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, did, yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you going to be at uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals this year? Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, you know, we we had a disappointing run there last year. Uh, we was we was battling for the lead with Tyler and uh, just uh, – unfolded a bad turn of events i think with nine to go i feel like we really um should have won that event we had a better car i feel like we had chased them down and caught them and uh, was just working to pass them and um unfortunately that didn't uh work out in our favor but uh we've had some we've had some strong runs there and uh we can show we can show the crowd this year we can get her done all right man. when you get to gateway make sure you say hello to our good friend rusty schlenk yeah, Rusty. Rusty actually can. Uh, he shot me a text message out on Sunday and congratulated me. So I'm uh, sure Rusty he did. He's he's a good man. Uh, he's a good racer and a fellow competitor. Um, he definitely. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked for many years. Um, yep. You know, just about racing. He's a good guy. Uh, any plans uh, to run the Summer Nationals next year? Boy, we did it for so long. Um, we tried so hard for so many years to get it done and um just with my son growing up and work um it's really hard to step away anymore for that whole month um it takes a whole crew to get it done and i've just never been able to find a good solid three or four guys that can go for the whole month yeah. and you gotta you find know, some guys with a lot of vacation time Absolutely. So my guys, uh, they all work and they can only afford to take four or five days off uh, throughout that month. And it's just really hard to put a good team together to do that. So um, we've elected the last few years just to hit and miss the races that we feel we're good at and uh, take it as take it as that. All right. Well, good luck. And uh, we hope to we hope to see you back at Oakshade sometime soon. 
Yeah, I was disappointed. We was going to come out there this year for the summer nationals, but they decided not to have it. So, um, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll definitely be back. We, we run good out there and, and we'd like to, we like supporting that event. I love the $20 pit passes and all the fans coming down <laughs> yep. in there, uh, before the race. It just makes it nice. All right. Well, we appreciate the time. Ryan Unzicker again, congratulations on your uh, big Arca win uh, this past Sunday. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. Congratulations. Congratulations Thank to you, you and your crew chief there. All right. <laughs> He's styling with the shades back there. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye. There you go. Ryan Unzicker, uh, winner at uh, our, right there, right behind Jerry there on the screen. Got the nice big trophy. Is, uh, is Oh, yeah, and there's uh, – yeah, got, got his boy on the door yeah. with him there. Right. Very cool picture. Excellent. Unfortunately, I didn't have the greatest connection there with him, but uh, at least you got to see him. That was kind of cool. Or if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, go look at a picture of him, and then you can pretend. Or come back <laughs> to this. Either way. I'll make Ryan less big, or uh, Jerry less big here. There we go. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we uh, continue Nobody on, wants to see all that. Yeah, we still have uh, the weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman. Talk, we got to talk about uh, uh, the weekend there at Fremont, uh, big Jim Joanne Ford Classic, two days uh, fast and all stars, both uh, both in action. Five thousand to win tomorrow, ten thousand on Friday. So, pretty uh, much going out with a bang. And the professor is going to be racing. So, I mean, that's what I'm excited. Yeah, who cares? Rover has it. <laughs> Maybe he'll get a offered a, a sprint ride as well. You know, I, I was telling Corey McCoy that, it, that it's really put me in a tough spot because he's been so dominant in that truck that. If uh, if I if I don't go out there and run well in it, I suck. And uh, okay. Oh no. Yeah, some breaking hey, news we just put up on the screen. Falling. What's that? The dominoes are falling. Uh, yeah. Clint Boyer steps away from full time racing to uh, work the Fox Sports. I like his. He's, He's a fun guy to listen to. I think he's very entertaining. Well, you guys know the other piece to that, right? Uh, possibly. We've talked about some of the silly season. Uh, Alex Bowman is going to be inheriting the 48 car. Yes. Because there's a possibility not, not enough sponsorship, which would leave Childress with only three cars. Now, Clint Boyer is leaving Tony Stewart to go to the booth, so that leaves... A certain somebody who's been itching to come back. Somebody who's been winning a lot of races on the dirt? Yeah, someone who's pocketed a lot of money this summer that a lot of dirt guys... There's a lot of sprinkler guys that would be thrilled to see that happen. (laughs) Uh, Well, before we get to all the the rest of our news here, uh, I want to mention uh, our sponsors real quick. We didn't do that earlier. Ryan Miller Race Cars, of course, 734-856-7223. For race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, everything a racer needs. Mill Street Speedway. Uh, I posted some pictures of the track. They uh, had uh, worked the track a little bit. Boy, that sure looked good. Yeah, and uh, a little bit of water. You zoom in. That's a little uh, bit of water, and we could be having some serious fun. I think I think there's some plans to put some new clay down as well. That's uh, yeah. But yeah, those pictures. uh, I think like ten thousand people have seen those. It got shared a lot. That was a pretty big post there. People are excited about Millstream Speedway. Uh, they will be returning to racing as soon as they can. It's uh, the, right now the restrictions related to COVID-19 and the health department uh, keeping them from opening and also running out of time for this year. So 
most likely will be uh, seeing a return in 2021. I know there's a push uh, to get him to do a a, a hangover-like race or um, hangover two since, uh, what, New Year's Day is the the sequel. That that weekend works out well. Yeah, what is that, a Friday and then Saturday is like the second Saturday, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, Ron's got some influence uh, there, so we'll, I mean. I've, I've got nothing. Make sure to follow them on uh, social media. Well, we do have a couple of race cars that would definitely be there. <laughs> yeah. I, I got one that would be there. Yeah. Uh, follow them on Twitter. I got a truck, I think, about digging out of the weeds. Facebook, uh, millstreamspeedway.net to keep up to date there. And also, uh, freeze frame photos uh, for all your racetrack photos, whether on the track or victory lane. Over 20 years of racing memories at Oakshade Raceway, Toledo Speedway, and other local tracks. Photo shoots uh, by appointment. 419-476-9978. And now, to get to uh, uh, some racing news here, uh, some of this we've already kind of touched upon. Uh, the uh, Superstar Racing Experience officials have formed a partnership with Fury Race Cars to design and build the chassis that will be used when the series debuts in 2021. I haven't seen what the cars are going to look like yet. But, I mean, there's been some renderings, so nobody really knows what these things are going to be looking like. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Superstar uh, Racing Experience, otherwise known as SRX, the uh, Tony Stewart, and uh, who's the other guy? I can't think Everham. of Everham. Ray Everham, yes. Uh, putting together a series kind of like uh, the old IROC series with a bunch of, I don't want to say old, old has-beens, but uh, well, so, so, how about some legends? Program too. What's that? Speaking of legends, they should get Randy and Randy LaJoy involved. Then they could get Dwayne Hancock excited about it. Okay. I don't know if you noticed in the, the, the comments. Me, I, me and Dwayne have a long-running joke about Randy LaJoy. So that's... Okay. <laughs> Radio for two there. Uh, yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, the car uh, will be a joint design project between SRX and Fury, with the final product being a slight variation of the chassis used in their existing Model R road racing car. Fury will be responsible for building all the chassis kits, while the SRX team will handle final assembly and maintenance in-house. I'm surprised that uh, Ramular Race Cars wasn't part of that whole thing. I, I, was, yeah. I thought we had our name pretty well in the mix, and it didn't happen, so I'm- so uh, Richard Petty made a comment this uh, past week, and I kind of lost a little respect for the king there. Uh, he said uh, after the announcement of the Bristol Dirt Race that's going to be on the cup schedule next spring, uh, quote, there's some politics involved, and I don't want to annihilate NASCAR on this. I can't do a Richard Petty voice. I probably shouldn't even try. <laughs> I um, can't do it. I guess I'm looking at it from an old-time deal because we spent years and years and years trying to become a professional sport. Uh, years, years and years to get away from that stigma, but dirt track racing is not professional, so we're going backward. It would be like taking a professional football team and going back to play at a high school field. Your guys' thoughts on that? Kind of ruffled some feathers there, didn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> Ask ask Kyle Larson whether dirt racing (laughs) is professional or not. Well, how about we arrange a match race between the King and Red Farmer? I don't want to hear the King say he's too old if he takes on Red Farmer. 87 years old, 86 years old. Who's that, the King or Red? Red Farmer. Both. I don't know. He's 80. (laughs) I I guess he'll admit to 86, turning 87. Ooh, maybe he just did (laughs) real soon. 
You're giving him some extra uh, years, aren't you, Ron? Yeah. He, uh, he had a bout with the virus, and he came back racing last weekend. Uh, unless they got rained out, I didn't see any results. But he was planning on running hot laps in a heat race, and if he felt well enough, he was going to run the feature. Uh, otherwise, he'd plug someone else in the car. But he's definitely back, and he's a tough old bird. And the thing about these comments, I think, wasn't it Richard Petty that won the last uh, NASCAR dirt race. dirt race? Yeah, back in, like, 1970. Yeah. Uh, Moving on, uh, NASCAR's explanation of those penalties we were talking about at the end of the uh, the cup race at Dega there. Uh, the 21, De Benedetto, hung a left, drove those guys. This was, oh, this is a quote. I should probably start off. Quote, it was pretty clear cut. Uh, this is uh, what NASCAR uh, Senior Vice President of Competition Scott Miller said. Start over. Quote, it was pretty clear cut. The 21, De Benedetto, hung a left, drove those guys down below the line, we called that twice on the 22 car, Joey Logano, during the race, so nothing different there. On the 24, Byron, and the 11, Hamlin being down there, I mean, in our judgment, they were down there to avoid a wreck. I think all of it was, from our vantage point, I think fairly clear-cut. Miller asserted that NASCAR will not consider eliminating the rule, believing that, quote, there would probably be even more wrecks. We certainly don't need more wrecks than what we saw today, unquote. So... Unfortunately, Scott, there is, there is nothing in all of motorsports that's clear cut. <laughs> and then you put the judgment calls in there. And just... Yeah. I, how could the director of racing for NASCAR come out with a statement like, we thought it was clear cut? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, so that people don't question wrecks, them, I guess. Wrecks really happen a half a lap, three quarters of a lap before they... Well, and there really? was a wreck that actually happened prior to that. It was behind the race for the lead, and they didn't throw the caution. And then, yeah. And I was kind of hoping they would. Usually, I don't. But I kind of like I'd like to see Matt De Benedetto win a race. So I was kind of like, throw the caution, throw the caution, throw the caution, throw the caution. All crap. Well, here we are, right back where we started the show. Yeah. There is no consistency in in their programming. So, and in, I, in their decisions. And I believe uh, De ben, instead of finishing in say he was brokenhearted about finishing, you know, what, three feet, two feet uh, yeah. in this, in second to a Hamlin, and then he's got a penalty, so he ends up finishing, I believe it was like 21st at the end of I the I thought they lap. rescinded that penalty, no? No, I don't think so. They uh, okay. they gave a penalty to uh, Chris Busher, and I think and they, they had uh, given one to uh, uh, Chase Elliott, but then they rescinded that one because they okay. said it was Busher right. that pushed him down. I believe that's the way that went. went. Uh, did you hear this uh, rumor about Tony Stewart? I know Jerry did. He's going straight. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the rumor. According to him and, him and John Force. According to uh, Nitro reports, Tony Stewart will be wheeling an NHRA top fuel dragster. Again, oh uh, I, I got this from a Facebook page where anybody can post anything. So the sources, I, I don't know how legit it is, but Nitro Reports is the uh, the page on Facebook that is reporting this, that uh, he was spotted getting fitted for safety equipment at an unnamed safety company. And I believe it was in uh, Indianapolis. Hmm. Haley Deegan. Did you hear the Haley Deegan news? Speaking of uh, her finishing second to Ryan Unziker this past weekend. She is going to make her NASCAR Truck Series debut next weekend at Kansas Speedway. That's uh, going to be on the 17th. The 19-year-old from California is set to drive the number 17 Ford 
DGR or the Ford Four DGR Crosley. She currently sits third in the Arkham Menard Series points. So she's having a pretty good uh, season there and yeah. moving up uh, just kind of like uh, Natalie Decker did. I think maybe a little bit slower than Decker. And uh, speaking of Natalie Decker, uh, there's that weird deal that happened, was it uh, two weeks ago? Something like that, where uh, she wasn't cleared to race and uh, the team had, right. Nice Motorsports had to bow out, you know, right before the race because they couldn't get, you know, a replacement right before. And uh, she hasn't really said anything until, uh, I believe this was yesterday, maybe it was today. But uh, she kind of explains what was going on, what happened there. And uh, here to tell you what uh, what's going on with Natalie Decker is Natalie Decker. I have not been medically cleared lately to be racing and started in Vegas. So let's go back to Vegas and I will let you all in on what happened. So we flew out there, I was feeling fine. I mean, not the best, but I was feeling okay. And finally race day come and I did not feel good at all. So I went to the infield care center and they ran my vitals like they normally do. And I had a really high heart rate and really high blood pressure. And they did not want me going out in that race and putting the stress on my body and maybe having one get higher or too high and having me black out. So that is why they did not clear me. Bad news is I'm still not cleared. I still have very high blood pressure and there's something, maybe a medication or something in my body right now that's making that happen, but it's very minor. It's not something scary. Um, so we're gonna figure that out here in the next couple of days, cross your fingers, and then I will be medically cleared to come back and race. There you go, fingers are crossed. Your fingers are crossed. Yeah. Uh, you can watch her uh, whole statement. It's a little bit longer there. It's on uh, on her uh, Twitter account. Maybe that high blood pressure pa- passing out thing is what happened to Dale Earnhardt Sr. a few years ago. Well, Natalie had uh, her, was it her gallbladder removed? Yeah. Some kind of surgery. Anyway, um, somebody sent me a message just the other day about a, a new dirt track. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Ron's ears perked up. It's a yeah. quarter, it's a quarter midget track at uh, Lucas County Rec Center down in Maumee. They have a, oh, uh, yeah. a new dirt track down there, and I guess they've. It looks like they've been racing a couple weeks now. It, it's fairly new. Uh, working on uh, getting to talk to somebody from uh, the Toledo Quarter Midget Club. I guess is is running that that deal uh, to learn a little bit more. It's like on they have the uh, the paved track down there. Uh, Bill Bill Marsh left here just just before the show. Should have said something. Okay, well, we'll figure it out, but it's like on the south uh, end of the grounds over there at the Lucas County uh, Rec Center, from what I hear. And they got some. Well, and, and that's really great because it wasn't more than a year or so ago that they were talking about uh, doing some development in that area and uh, doing away completely with the quarter midget track, which has had, uh, I don't know, 50 or 60 years of history. Yeah. So we'll get more information on that. It was like brought just brought to my attention. I was like, "Hey, that's kind of kind of a cool deal." So, um, uh oh, I think we may have lost uh, Jerry. He's frozen. Oh, oh no, he, there he is. Oh, he, he moved. There he moved. Okay, uh, hey, Alex Bowman. you guys. We mentioned <laughs> we mentioned that Alex Bowman's <laughs> going to be driving the uh, uh, forty-eight Chevrolet Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports next season with uh, Ally as a sponsorship. 
And, uh, you know, that whole shuffling, as Jerry had mentioned there before, maybe opening up a ride for Mr. Larson. I don't know. Nothing has been official. Uh, NASCAR did announce uh, today the Hall of Fame uh, will postpone. The NASCAR Hall of Fame will postpone the induction ceremony and induction week events for the class of 2021. The decision was made in partnership with, uh, with NASCAR after very thorough and thoughtful conversations regarding how best to plan and execute, execute one of the sport's most cherished moments uh, while facing the ongoing uncertainties of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. The induction ceremony, which was set to take place on Friday, February 5th, 2021, is now anticipated for early 2022. The class of 2021, uh, of course, consists of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Red Farmer, uh, the late uh, Mike Stefanik, uh, and Landmark Award recipient Ralph Seagraves. And uh, Mike Wallace's uh, final appeal on his indefinite suspension was heard, and the verdict was announced yesterday that the penalty would be upheld. Upheld. So yeah. he is out of options as far as uh, getting that penalty overturned. And uh, all for, and if you don't remember, he was uh, suspended for making political, social posts or something. Yeah, politically, yeah, in the political climate, he made some insensitive posts, is what they said. So. Sensitivity another, another, training is in his future. More judgment calls there, I guess is what yep. you could say. Uh, and then we have some uh, breaking news here. Some other breaking news, not the uh, Clint Boyer breaking news. This would be... More uh, stuff is broken? No, Matt Benedetto. He's, uh, he's got a ride for 2021. All right. They announced earlier today he was originally signed a one-year deal with Wood Brothers to drive the number 21 for this year. Right. He's got another year now. He's going to be driving for Wood Brothers again. Oh, good. In uh, 2021. And then I believe Austin Sendrick is, uh, takes takes over that ride in 2022. Excuse me. All right. All better now. Oh, good. Yeah. I used my <laughs> cough button. It works. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's all the news that I have uh uh, for this week, Scott, you were talking uh, about uh, February and, and things coming up. East Bay Raceway put their schedule out uh, for speed weeks. And, I hadn't uh, seen that. Starting January 18th uh, through February 20th, uh, the modifieds are going to be there uh, Wait, the first you said couple of February weeks. February 18th? That seems kind of late, isn't it? January. Oh, January. Jan- January, January 18th. January 18th. That seems a little early. February through February 20th. That's that's, that's a lot of the Daytona, Daytona Speed Weeks. Okay. Uh, the first couple of first week is going to be modified. Uh, Lucas Oil is going to be down there uh, January 24th to the 30th. Uh, Sprint Cars All Star Series uh, is going to be down there February 2nd, 3rd, first, uh, second, and third. And then uh, Crate Late Models, uh, 360 Sprints, Mini Sprints, Micro Sprints will fill out the rest of the month of February. So um, over a month of racing uh, at East Bay Raceway. I think uh, I think Jerry's pulling it up there. Yeah, look at that. That's good. <laughs> That's a lot of racing. It's like the Summer Nationals in winter. Thus, it's called the Winter Nationals. Yeah. All right. Pretty amazing. It's crazy the way that works out. So uh, last week uh, we did how many? Well, every week we do how many? How about we do how many right now? Not, how a, many? That was Scott? a terrible transition. So last week's how many was how many USAC Silver Crown cars will finish the feature Sunday at Toledo Speedway? 
And as you know, that Rally Beal Classic, that was, of course. That was a zero. Got rained out. And, uh, yeah, of course, Jerry picked zero. He's the winner. Not not happy to win that one, though. Congratulations no. on that. And our online winner, the winner of a Big D's pizza, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward Jr., actually. Congratulations, Jimmy. Speaking of which, uh, what's the story with uh, with Jimmy Ward going from uh, the dirt? He went from pavement, and Ron convinced him to start running a dirt late model for a couple of years, and now he's running a, a, a sprint car. Yep, and uh, really enjoying it. I guess he's improving quite a bit. Uh, I guess there's more of a learning curve there than he thought, but uh, he'll be in action this weekend at Fremont Speedway. Is it a 305 he's running then? Yes. Interesting. All right, so probably next year it'll be a 410. The week after that, he'll probably do some off-road uh, dirt trucks. Uh, yeah. Jimmy just Diversity is everything. Yeah, he's just finding where he, where he fits. Well, he's got a Big D's pizza, so uh, congratulations to Jimmy. If you want to win a Big D's pizza, um, all you got to do is uh, be the closest to guess uh, this week's how many. Oh, crap, I forgot about the city paper. We didn't talk about that, did we? Oh, no. All right, well, no. well, let's do this week's uh, how many, and then we'll we'll talk about the CD paper thing. Um, this week's how many, obviously, with uh, Fremont being the only game in town, we're going to talk about that. And uh, how many 410s will be in action Saturday night at Fremont, the 10,000-to-win show with the fast guys and the uh, all-stars? All-stars. Oof. You have to go first, Jerry, because you won, so. Alex Bowman's new number, 48. <laughs> not his old number? You're not going to go with 88? Mr. Hammer, you're next. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, 45. What do you got, Ron? 44. It's going going on the low end. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ron, I expect you to count all of them when, uh, when you get there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you can play along too. Uh, the vote or the guesses already coming in on our Facebook Live comments. Actually, I can see our. You know, we're gonna we're gonna loop in our uh, YouTube and Periscope comments as well. So everybody, you can comment on any of our live broadcast videos, uh, YouTube, Periscope, or Facebook, and uh, put your guess in. Look, we got one from from uh, YouTube already. So, yep. all right, our very first YouTube guest. Kathy yeah. got a guess this week? No, Kathy's in Florida, and uh, oh. I, she, she, I, I'm sure she's watching the show, but she wouldn't have a clue how to I forgot about these, too. Ooh. Gene Steele oh, brought yeah. these uh, over. We, so I, we got our own flags here. I know Matt Swander's all jealous. So don't make me use this flag if uh, you guess more than once. You do get this flag. You get the black flag. For those of you uh, listening on iHeartRadio who can't see what I'm holding up. You do that like a regular professional, Scott. (laughs) Come on, you you got to put the red flag. I don't have much room here. There's like microphones and stuff (laughs) everywhere. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Gene Steele, we have our our own flag set now. Gene Steele and the Vintage American Race Cars. But anyway, so as I was mentioning, the rules uh, to play along, uh, whoever guesses uh, closest will get that Big D's pizza. Courtesy of Big D's out there in Clyde. And if uh, two people guess the same number, whoever guessed it first will get credit. Um, if you guess more than twice, you get the black flag. I don't know. Any other rules? Whatever I say goes. That's pretty much it. 
So if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, not live, it's okay. You still have time. We'll let you uh, guess up until, um, we'll say, gates open at 4. So we'll say 4 o'clock on Saturday, the 10th. So there you I go. think we ought to shut it off at 3. I, I, I think so. Did the, gates open, did the gates open a little early? I don't want somebody to, yeah. And since I make the rules, I'm very influenced by Ron. So we'll go with 3. There you go. Works for me. All right. <laughs> Not too many people guess uh, late anyways. We get a few straggler guests. Of course, racing this act- racing action this weekend limited to uh, Fremont Speedway in our neck of the woods, uh, in our immediate area. There's a racing going on a little bit further out if you want to go further out. But uh, Fremont Speedway uh, the, hosting the finale, I guess, of the uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions schedule with a double header Friday night. It's the uh, night number one of the 13th annual Jim and Joanne Ford Classic, featuring the Fast 410 Sprints and the All-Star Circuit of Champions 410 Sprints. 5,000 to win for that. 305 Sprints and the Dirt Trucks in action. Gates open to four racing at seven. General admission tickets are 20 bucks for Friday night. Saturday night, it's the uh, 13th annual Jim and Joanne Ford Classic night number two, featuring Ron Miller racing a dirt truck. Oh, also, the Fast 410 Sprints will be there, as well as the All-Star Circuit of Champions. 10000 to win for that. Big show. Uh, 305 uh, Sprints and the Dirt Trucks back in action again. Gates Is it ten up. grand to win for the Dirt Trucks, too, Scott? Uh, maybe if you race with the Sprints. Oh. And you beat them. Or if Ron Miller Race Car sponsors the Oh, trucks. there you go. <laughs> they probably would be up to that. <laughs> if you want to put $10,000 up on the line, I'm sure they'll make it the Ron Miller Race Car's Dirt Truck Feature event. Yeah. Was it the Burmeister Trophy uh, Dirt Truck Series, I believe? There is another event going Ron, on. Ron's not saying anything now. now. <laughs> I'm just stunned. <laughs> well, what's that, Jerry? There is another event going on Saturday that was just announced this week. Montpelier Motor Speedway over in Indiana will be running. Uh, UMP Dirt Car Modifieds, Super Streets, Thunder Cars, and Compacts all in action. Uh, Gates, believe I, op- I believe, open at 3, Hot Laps at 5, Racing at 6.30. Have you heard anything? Pretty sure about- is, I'm pretty sure this is the weekend for I-96 and their two big two-day show, I too. did see something about their uh, big deal up there at I-96 as well. I think it's non-wing sprints, late models, pro stocks. Have you heard anything uh, on the uh, Monster Mash at uh, Montpelier Speedway? believe they are shooting for the 24th as of right now uh, with a rain date of the 31st. I'll know more after the Saturday as I will be chief scorer at Montpelier oh, Speedway. Okay. Well, we expect a full <laughs> report next week. You'll get it. <laughs> uh, back to Fremont Speedway. Gates open to seven racing – or gates open to seven. Gates open to four racing at seven on Saturday. Uh, general Mission – $25 for that 10000 to win show. So not too bad uh, on the, the gate price for that huge show. And uh, the Sandusky Speedway deal, uh, the Cavalcade, of course, uh, Sunday's event getting rained out. That's been rescheduled to Sunday, October 18th. So we'll talk more about that next week. So with that, how about we find out what that forecast is going to be like with the uh, weekend weather pit stop forecast featuring, of course, our very own uh, – WTOL meteorologist and Hammerdown Racing Report meteorologist, Ryan Weekman. Let's check it out. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. We're heading to Fremont both Friday and Saturday evening, and we're heading back 
to summertime forecast. How about this for our Friday night? A little bit of a southwest breeze. It'll be gusty at times, especially in the afternoon, but it'll start to settle down a bit by 7 p.m. in the start of the races. Temperatures likely in the mid to upper 60s even the lower 70s at the start of race time. Saturday, a near repeat throughout the day. One thing we'll be watching, a little bit of a front that'll drop off Lake Erie late in the day. I still expect it to be dry, but later in the evening, temperatures may cool off a bit quicker Saturday evening than Friday. Overall, for mid-October, about as good as it gets for Northwest Ohio. I'm First Alert Meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Toledo City Paper has... Oh, go ahead. What? Why does Ryan's picture look like he's releasing a Christmas album? <laughs> that's his Facebook. Uh, that's his. That was his official uh, profile image on Facebook. And maybe he maybe is. We had to talk him into a Christmas album. Yeah. We had him on the show in uh, the end of July last year with uh, Rusty Schlink, and they were both in the studio. I w- actually was just rewatching that last night. There's a lot of weather-related. Uh, items that came up uh, like uh, rivers uh, blocking tornadoes and uh, the vortex. He never knew anything. Ryan Weekman didn't know anything about the uh, racing vortex. He had never heard of it. I believe his uh, exact quote when I explained to him what that was, was that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but then, we, then Rusty was there and he's like, no, it's, it's true, man. I've never, it really any, worked. Anytime, yeah, it really worked. Anytime it rains and we stop a race, it was under yellow or there was no racing going on. It just never stopped a race, never started raining while the green flag was out. And so he was like, well, I stand corrected then. Obviously this, I'm dumb and this is, this is true. So if you have a chance, check that show out. Uh, Ryan comes in uh, later. I believe it's, uh, like July 24th of 2019. Anyway. And that's on iHeartRadio, right? iHeartRadio, yeah. yeah. Or it's probably, I think we got the video. It's uh, if You got to scroll way back on our uh, Facebook videos as well. But, uh, yeah, it's on there. That was I think a good every one. show we've ever done is there, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. I haven't deleted any. Oh, yeah, me too. Maybe I should have. Uh, but as I, <laughs> I started to say, um, make sure to uh, Start with this one. Uh, nominate us. I don't, maybe you won't now, but it's probably the wrong time to, to do this for uh, the Toledo City Paper Best of Toledo uh, deal. They have that going on now through the 18th of October, the nomination phase. So uh, hit up our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racing Report. I have a pinned post with a link directly to the nomination page. So you don't have to work very hard. Just click on that, scroll down to the podcast category, uh, type in Hammerdown Racing Report, and we'll say thank you. And we'll give you. We'll give you the we'll give you the checkered flag. Like, yeah, everyone's a winner with the hammer down race report. Absolutely. Is that a hammer? Is that a hammer down attaboy? Yes, that's what that'll be. And, and again, we were uh, one of the uh, the finalists in 2018, so we hope to be back on there. We didn't push it as hard last year. I blame us. We didn't campaign as hard last year to to make it onto the ballot. So we're trying this year. Let's get us on the ballot. Vote. Make your voice heard. That's it. Yeah. So with that, we'll uh, move on here. A couple more things to cover. We have uh, the white flag. Final lap of the Hammer Down Race Report. Somebody take these flags away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer, field correspondents uh, Matt Swander, Doug Dock. I guess uh, Matt's going to be talking to a, a surgeon. Flagman at Oakshade Raceway had some knee issues, Ooh. so uh, he's going to give us an update on his condition next week on the Hammerdown Hotline, which uh, you two can call 
anytime you want to uh, leave a message, talk about anything racing related. I thought I had that somewhere. Maybe I don't. You did, I thought. I thought I did. You used to. Uh, well, that was on the old system. I forgot to put it on this yeah. one yet, but uh, the number will be up here in a second. It's uh, 419-318-3081. It's uh, on our Facebook page. And, uh, again, that number again. Get your pen, 419-318-3081. couple calls uh, for this week's uh, Hammer Down Hotline. Even a voice from the past. You might recall the uh, record report. Remember that, Ron? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's check out Gert, this. Gary Cox. Check out this week's Hammer Down Hotline. Thanks for doing such a great job on your show. Love it. Talk to you soon. Bye. This is Perry, long-time listener, first-time caller. You know, I was just wondering, why does racing seasons end so early? Is it because of football? Is it because of school? I mean, speaking as a sweaty fat guy, the weather just got to where I like to be outside. But seriously, what is your take on it? Why don't why don't most tracks race until October? Originally, I was going to play that as that can be the end of the show, but now he asked us a question. So, Ron, you've been around the longest, have the most experience. What's what's uh, your answer? Oh, I I think the grandstands just start to fall off, and tracks, uh, at, at least in the past, Scott uh, found it unprofitable to keep going, but. Uh, you know, the, the seasons are changing. Life is changing. Um, I'd love to see some of the local tracks get brave and, and try to run well into October. And that's kind of what no, Fre- no, Fremont is November, usually, Fremont's usually done by, by now. And this is uh, pretty right. late for them. They started late, obviously. And we've talked to several tracks about this in the past. I know Attica, uh, Rex Lejeune had said that, you know, they – they start so early in the season because they can't compete with, uh, you know, high school football because they're a Friday night track. Um, so they start early in the season, the end of March, or they try to when the weather cooperates. So it, it, a lot of it is uh, schools back in session. Uh, and now the schools kind of changed too because now kids are going back. Well, this year doesn't count. This is like a wild card year. This is the, yeah. this is the Joker deck, the Joker card in the deck. But – Schools go to back, going back to uh, kids are going back to school earlier now, so I don't know if that makes a difference uh, on anything, and I don't know why school would make a difference for especially Saturday night tracks. But well, but, yeah. school school functions, the choir, band, things like that do still happen on the weekends on, on uh, Saturdays, especially not so much on Sundays. But speaking of Sundays, you know when Randy and Lisa Hammer had Millstream, one of the cool things they did, their biggest event of the year was in October. You know, the trick-or-treat 30s. And sure. it, it garnered quite a bit of response from fans, and I, I'd love to see more of that. And maybe we will. I mean, yeah, another – Yeah, that's up to Scott. But, I mean, everywhere, not just Millstream. I mean, there, there's yeah. a few other places that could definitely do it and, and benefit, I think. And the Montpelier, they've been having that Monster Mash, which has been a, a pretty big event uh, for how many years now? I think I went to, like, the 13th one. So they got to be up and, there and now. And talking with Harold, he's a little concerned he's going to run out of transponders. <sighs> I'll bring my so, own uh, <laughs> if he lets me race. <laughs> yeah, uh, may, probably with the. Yeah, I don't know what division you'd be in, but it'd be fun to see you up there. Probably. With what the, divisions are they planning on running? For the Monster Mash, I don't know for sure. I know right now for the, their regular show this week is going to be the uh, UMP or UMP Modifieds, the uh, Super Street Stocks and uh, Thunder Cars, and then their front wheel drive compacts. 
which they got a couple rear-wheel drive compacts that sometimes they let run with them. I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, you can bring your truck yeah, out. It, I, I've thought about it <laughs> very hard. I just, I don't have enough time or the, the means right now to get it ready, unfortunately, but that, that would be the way to go. And I think this weekend's usually the weekend they have a run what you brung show. Like yeah. They've always done their run with their brung. Uh, I don't know what his, if he's going to do that again, or if he does, it may be a, you'll run on maybe the 31st if the monster mash doesn't get rained down or anything like that. Again, we, I would certainly, I would certainly like to see a true run what you brung show. Uh, with the Monster Mash. Couple, that would be couple, interesting. Get it couple, wide open. A couple of cars will, uh, from this area would definitely be there. <laughs> One with a green 35 on it? I haven't seen that car in a while. Um, that that motor is uh, in the 95 car right now. So uh, Okay. That explains all the good runs he's been having this wow. season. Yeah. Well, Jerry, I, we expect a full report on uh, what's going on at Montpelier, Indiana there, Montpelier Speedway. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. I, like I said, going, going to be in the tower this weekend for them over there and get to see what, kind of what's going on and hopefully seeing what, what they have planned for the future. I'll, I'll kind of put the bug in with uh, some of the staff and see what, what, the, you know, what, what they plan on doing from here. Very good. All right. Well, don't forget to uh, tune in next Thursday night, 7 o'clock, live We'll have something cool, and we'll have uh, probably an update on that uh, Lucas County Rec Center dirt track uh, quarter midget thing. What's up, Jerry? Don't yes. forget, October 29th, oh. Dr. Jerry Punch, Bounce Rider, right here live on the Hammerdown Race Report. And we're going to have them, uh, we won't have them just on the phone. We're, they're going to be uh, videoing. They're going to be live in, the, live in the chat. They'll be right here with us. You get to see their faces and hear, hear some great stories from the past. Like I said, uh, Bounce Rider got to start running with Hewitt for years in the, you know, the, the early years. And obviously, Jerry Punch, it, it, he's done it all in the sport and uh, outside of the sport, too. Not, not only racing, he's a commentator for uh, NCAA football as well. So, again, that's coming up on October 29th. So that'll be uh, one of the shows, if you listen to us on iHeartRadio, that you might want to make other plans if you can and uh, check out the video broadcast. I know nobody wants to see this ugly face at all, so it's probably better listening on iHeartRadio. But... That's why I put that up, to distract people from looking Is that? here. That's good. I like that. <laughs> good thinking. Jerry's a thinker. Thanks again to our sponsors, Ron Miller Race Cars, 734-856-7223, Millstream Speedway, millstreamspeedway.net, freeze frame photos. 419-476-9978 again if uh, you would like to be a sponsor get your uh, name on the scroll here uh, contact me send us a message on our Facebook page 25 bucks we have a special it's the fall special 25 bucks we'll get you on there for uh, a month four shows so that's it that's cheap good that's deal that's cheap no. Scott hey Scott, I'm just I'm not cheap, trying to make cheap. money I'm not trying to make money I'm just, trying trying to to, I'm just trying to pay for all these this fancy stuff we got going on here in this screen. Here, you want to see something cool? For those of you that stuck around this late and you're actually still watching, I'm going to show you what I actually see here. Hey, look at that. Whoa. Ooh. It's crazy. It's like, it's like infinite us down. Like I can almost see way down in there. So we got to pay for all this somehow. Hey Scott! Oh, I'm gonna beam. I'm and, gonna beam out of here. And see, Jerry can turn into a brick wall. Hey, good night, everybody. Good night, Jerry. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to a wall. <laughs> All right, we're it's time to go.
All let's, right, let's I, I'm, out I'm out. All right, we'll see you next week. Uh, he, he's, <laughs> he's having way too much fun. 7 o'clock, tune in. Follow us on Twitter, at Hammer Report. Follow us, like us on uh, Facebook, all those other places. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!